I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite, or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie, And, and we're, we're Identical, identical twins. twins. And we are here for episode 82. 82. And we're in a really busy time in our lives. It's a little different for episode 82. Do you think, like, everyone is busy right now? Or is it just us? Okay, so it's the start of summer. And I think other parts of the country, people maybe have already started summer. Yeah, but that is literally, true. like, we just had the last day of school. Right. And the last few weeks of school are so busy. I know. I do think that the last weeks of school are busy for everyone. But honestly, yeah. for the music teachers in your school, <laughs> it's probably even busier. Yeah, we have, like, last day of school assemblies and right. last thing, last week performances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I felt really busy. And, you know, it's like sometimes you think the last week of school, it's watching movies and playing mm-hmm, games mm-hmm. and extra recess. But I don't know, for me, as the right. music teacher, like the work is piled on. Right. Yeah. And add to that, that we finally came to the end of my time yep. working at the church. Yeah. For those of you have fo- who have followed along, mm-hmm. um, I've been the worship leader. I, my position was the director of worship and music mm-hmm, ministries. Mm-hmm. I've been there for over 20 years. And we decided, you know, nine months ago at the beginning of the school right. year that um, that this would be my final year and we we talked about it right. everybody knew about it right. we had a period of transition yeah. we were all ready for we're it already our church is going to seem different and you know you have weeks that you're not there i mean right. she has cut back on her church job so right. there would be weeks that she would wouldn't be leading worship and maybe even not attending Attend. yeah and we got used to that right but i don't know i think it's going to be really weird cal to be in church without you mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So the end of the school year, the end of, of my time at the church, we had some big concerts. Yeah, and hopefully people saw it. Hopefully people media. were watching. But it was just more rehearsals, more hours, mm-hmm. more work. Mm-hmm. And so basically we're just, you know, telling you all that we're we didn't really have time <laughs> to get our episode together. So it's a different kind of episode. Right. But we're hoping our listeners yeah. are, will be understanding. Yeah. yeah. So we, I hear of podcasters do this. They re-release an older episode. Right. And since it's Father's Day weekend, Father's yes. Day was yesterday, we thought we would re-release the episode where we got to talk to our own father. Right. And I think back when we released the episode for the first time, it was right around Father's yeah. Day. Kel, it was exactly two years ago. Oh my gosh. So it was In June, June. June 21st, 2021. It was episode 30. Right. So two years ago, uh, you know, 52 episodes ago. Back then, episode 30... Two years ago, right. it was our first ever interview. Right. Ever. Our, our dad. dad. <laughs> I know, he was a great sport. And actually, we talked to him for so long. We really cut cut the episode down, to, to cut the interview down, to make sure that it was a reasonable yeah. amount of time. Yeah. But we loved talking to him. We loved talking to him. And that's when we kind of realized we loved interviewing people. Right. And, and interviewing someone we know was really special because we got to hear new information. And we just got to see a whole new side. And I thought it was so fun. Right. So for this episode 82, we would love to re-show you. Yes. Or in some of you, it'll be your first time. Mm-hmm. But re-release episode uh, mm-hmm. thirty. 30, episode 30, oh my goodness. Uh, the hymn was called Faith of Our Fathers, mm-hmm. which, Kelly, 
I feel like we just talked about this, but we don't really pick our own episodes. Right. Uh, pick right. our own hymns. Right. We go with what the listeners ask for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Faith of Our Fathers, you wanted. Do you remember? No, I don't yes, remember. You had, I think you had gone to another church uh-huh. and you had sung it at another church. Okay. And you were like, there's a lot here. We yeah. have to unpack this. Yeah. I I hope that people listen to it and learn something from it. But, you know, when you just hear the title, right. you kind of in your head think of what that hymn must be about. And I think that's kind of the cool thing. Faith of Our Fathers is about way more than just like the faith of our earthly father. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if churches will be singing this for Father's Day. I do you think it's a thing? So I do think that singing the contemporary praise song, Good, Good Father, is right. a big thing. I think it's played all over. Yeah. And maybe some more older traditional churches might sing this. But I mean, another good one to sing on Father's Day is This Is My Father's World. Oh, that's such a good one. And I mean, we could have released that one for this episode. We talked about it. We yeah. talked about it. So episode eight is This Is My Father's World. Right. Just really acknowledging the fact that ev- that this whole world, this whole planet, everything in it belongs to him. Right. You know, uh, that's a really special episode and it was so early it's so early episode eight and so we could have new listeners who haven't really gone back yeah. so if you're loving this father's day theme listen yeah. to this one sure. which is a re-release of episode 30 and then if you want more go back to episode eight yeah and that's this is my father's world and i one of the things i love about this is my father's world yeah is, we're getting off topic <laughs> is that they, the hymn writer could have said anything. This is my creator's world. This is my savior's world. This is my God's world. And he chose father. This is my father's world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that word has a lot of meaning to it. It is someone who cares for you. It mm-hmm. is someone who loves you. It is someone who you know has a plan for you. And so I, I love the use of father in both hymns. Well, what's interesting, when people continue this episode and listen to 82, they'll find that Faith of Our Fathers, yes, that's the title, and yes, there are verses for that for those words, but it was changed so much. Oh my gosh, so much. Do you remember Faith of Our Brothers? <laughs> Faith of Our Mothers. Faith of Our Mothers. I mean, there were so many ways that they changed mm-hmm. it to make it, you know, just a more well-rounded like, hymn and applicable to everybody. Right, super inclusive, mm-hmm. um, because obviously... Faith isn't being passed down by one type of person. Right. You know, and that's something we actually talked about is, you know, who taught us our faith, who passed it on to us, and how do we pass it on to the next generation? You know, it's everyone. It's fathers, mothers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. And remember, you know, everybody will hear in a moment, dad's interview, he said it was his brother-in-law. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, okay, you, so faith of our brothers-in-law <laughs> just should be the next hymn. We can write the words. I know that'll be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how about a little scripture verse okay. before we show the episode? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many beautiful scriptures that point to God as our father. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's almost hard to just choose one. A couple, right, right. Um, but I thought from 2 Corinthians, mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 and I will be a father to you, mm-hmm. and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Mm. Yeah. You will see a lot of references to father in the Proverbs. Okay. You know, because fathers pass on their wisdom to right. their children. Um, but I love Proverbs twenty three twenty four. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son 
rejoices in him. So it's the children giving joy to the father. Right. You know? So we we have this interview for you. We mm-hmm. sit down with our dad. He goes back. He talks about his faith journey a little mm-hmm. bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, he had... He didn't grow up in the faith, so he right. talks about this kind of conversion, this, yes. this life change that took place. He says that everybody around him was acting differently, like he right. could just see things differently. Right. Right. So I hope that people listen to this and think of their own faith journey. Right. Like, how did they come to faith? And, you know, it's not like a one and done thing, right? right. It's it's ongoing. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of, was the last episode yeah, where, no, they, with, where the gentlemen were arguing, right. the Wesley brothers were right. arguing, um, whether it was, you know, you believed once and you were saved or it was, it took a lot of time and mm-hmm. effort. And oh my goodness, we couldn't share a Wesley hymn for Father's Day, right? Right. Because that was all about the mother. <laughs> it's all about the mother. And we learned that the father kind of wasn't that great. Well, I mean, I think he was a past a good pastor yeah. and a writer mm-hmm. and, and really devoted to his career. Right. And I don't think he was as present. Right. And maybe that was just how things were back yeah, then. True. But true. no, he wasn't like the model father. Right. Um, but because of his problems with his church. Right. They like burnt the parsonage down. I know, I know. Well, and he, then, I mean, he couldn't be easy to get along with. That's Samuel Wesley. So he's the father of the fathers of the Methodist church. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He's the father. He had 10 children with his wife, Susanna. And two of those children grew up to be, you know, the founders of Methodism. So he, he was doing something right. Right. But yeah, we couldn't, we didn't want to mention him. And now we did. I know we did. <laughs> well, when you talk about hymn writers and you know how we are, we like yes, dive yes. into their, their yeah. whole life. We frequently dig up stuff about their right. parents, parents and their kids and their grandkids. Yeah. And yeah. So it's always fun when we find those connections, but Samuel Wesley. Yeah, no, not probably no. not the best father. Yeah, yeah. So for this week, when you're celebrating your own earthly fathers or heavenly fathers, you can listen to this one, mm-hmm. this release of re-release of our dad's interview, um, and learn a little bit about faith of our father. Yeah, I hope you like it. And you can even go back to episode eight to hear This Is My Father's World. Yeah. And our dad is a cobbler. He's still working. He mm-hmm. does, I don't know. He's not really talking about retiring anytime no, soon. No, I don't think he so. still I works. So. And he's a great dad. We still call him for help. He's helping me buy a car right now. I know. That's You know, right. we still call him. And he is, you know, a, a huge supporter of us. Yes. And this podcast. And this podcast. He, he loves, loves to listen. He's a big fan. And our kids. He mm-hmm. loves to watch our kids in plays or in sporting events. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great dad. And he's a great granddad. Yeah. So and happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day, Dad. We actually all call him Pops. Pops. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day, Day, Pops. Pops. <laughs> and enjoy episode 82, 82 Faith of, of Our Fathers. fathers. Woohoo! Now, maybe not one of the most well-known hymns we've ever done. Right. And it certainly wasn't a request from anyone. No, we it just kind of came up to the top because we were talking about hymns for fathers. Right. And we both ended up loving it. But I would not say that I loved it like before the research. <laughs> right, right. It's like, okay, whatever. It's a faith of our fathers. Hymn. Right. Yeah. The research definitely made us love the hymn more. Mm-hmm. And we really hope that when you're listening today, you'll end up loving it as well. Right. It really is an interesting hymn. It has a great story. Yeah. And there's a ton of like history. Like if right. you really want to dive in, mm. you could, I almost felt like Kelly, we should do this bonus episode. Right. To right. really go into 
what this hymn is about. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's in our future. But, maybe. But today we're going to give you a, a ton yeah. of information. Now, there were three men who worked on this hymn, which right. I find really interesting. We, it's not that we've never had three people working on a hymn. We actually have that a lot. Right. But these three people lived around the same time period. They lived not that far from each other. Right. They were all like within a two hours drive, which of course I don't think there were cars, but you know, <laughs> it was all about, you know, not that far. They right. all lived in England around the same time. But from what we could see, they didn't work together. No. They weren't friends. No. And they really barely knew each other. No, I, I there's they, no evidence that they ever met. Right. They worked completely independently. And, you know, that's when we know that the Holy Spirit is involved. Right. By the power and presence and leading of the Holy Spirit, this beautiful hymn was written right. and has stood the test of time. So the words were written by this Frederick William Faber, mm -hmm. and then the music was by Henry Frederick Hemi. Right. And then these, so these guys did their work independently, and then this new guy, Walton, comes into the picture, and he finds the words, finds the tune, and puts them together, adds a refrain, you know, arranges it, maybe changes the harmonic structure a little bit, but Walton is the third guy to do it. Right. And that's the hymn that we know. That's yes. the hymn that is still sung. In the course of our research, we actually found lots of verses right, right. written by different people, sometimes just changing a word or two to, to just change the meaning. So we're going to do the original words that we found by Faber, and they actually are in our hymnal at church. Right. So these will hopefully be familiar to, you know, uh, maybe Christians who worship in a Protestant church and have a hymnal there. These are pro This is probably the version that you have. And we're going to talk about some of the other versions later. Yeah, yeah. So let's um, let's read the words. Okay, I'll play Hemi's beautiful tune, mm -hmm. and of course, we're hearing how Walton arranged it. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's show our listeners faith of our fathers. Yeah, faith of our fathers, living still in spite of dungeon, fire, and sword. Oh, how our hearts beat high with joy whenever we hear that glorious word. Faith of our fathers, holy faith. We will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we will strive to win all nations unto thee. And through the truth that comes from God, mankind shall then be truly free. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we will love both friend and foe in all our strife, and preach thee too, as love knows how, by kindly words and virtuous life. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. So it's called Faith of Our Fathers, and Kelly and I have a special treat for you today. We do. <laughs> All right, this is brand new for Hymn Talk Twin Talk. Yep, this is a Hymn Talk Twin Talk first. All right, that's our new sound for <laughs> our very first interview. Yes. All right, so yesterday was Father's Day. Mm -hmm. We're talking about fathers of the faith, so Kelly and I invited a special person here to talk to us about his faith, about hymns. Yes, you know, he is a huge Hymn Talk Twin Talk yes. fan. He 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 does love the show. He just might be the president of the fan club. <laughs> president and founding member. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play the interview, Kelly. 
All right, you guys, here we are. This is so exciting, Carrie. I know. We have our very first interview, and it's, it's our, our dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dad. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we were telling him before we started the interview that we think he sounds really good. Yeah, he has a great radio voice. All right. I have a face for radio. <laughs> All right, Dad, can you give us a little introduction? Let our listeners know who you are. Well, I'm Tom Bellarado. <laughs> I'm 72 years old. Oh. I'm a cobbler, which I don't know if everybody knows what that is. I repair shoes and handbags and, and whatnot, leather goods. And um, I'm the father of three girls. I've been married 52 years this year. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, it's it's been a great ride. I mean, it's been wonderful. My kids have been a joy. <laughs> and they asked me to come and speak tonight and be on their podcast, and here I am. Oh, well, thank you for coming. Yes. Um, now, I mean, Kelly, when we think of our childhood, I mean, do you can you remember going to church every Sunday with mom and dad? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we were really little and you guys would just take us. Now, I have like really funny memories of dad yeah. like driving the bus. Yes. I mean, they're very hazy memories because we were little. Dad. I feel like we were less than five years old. But d didn't you and mom have a bus ministry? Yeah. We, <clears throat> we got into the church. That was our first church that we really served in. And when I say served, we served. We dro I drove the bus. Mom was the bus leader. She would sing the songs and tell them a little Bible story. We must have set the state record. We had, we had to have at least 80 kids on one bus. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they were packed. They were three in a seat. They were standing. It was just unbelievable how many kids came out to the church. And what happened was we overdid it. We went, we drove the bus, she led the bus. On Saturday, we would go knocking on doors, witnessing, wow. trying to get more kids every week. We'd have a Sunday morning service, we'd have a Sunday evening service, we would have a Wednesday evening service. We never missed. That's how into it we got, and that's how much serving we did. I know when I get to heaven and they get that, there's gonna be kids from that bus that yeah. go, mm. You were the one who told us, yeah. you know, so I'm okay with that. I, it was quite challenging. It was humbling to go knocking on doors. I mean, I even got bit by a dog once oh. because he came charging at me, put my arm up, took a chunk out of it. Oh, but no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was never, 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 except for that dog incident, did we feel in danger. Right. They welcomed us. They opened the door. The kids mm. would come running. Hey, look, the bus driver. And so it was, mm. it, it was good. It's, there's a whole story that goes with this serving <laughs> thing that, you know, I would, I would need a whole podcast <laughs> to, even, to even elaborate on it. You know, so, if our fans love you, Pops, maybe you should have your I own know. own podcast. Hashtag Pops Podcast. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> no, wait a second. I mean, I know we're talking about the faith, but Pops, don't you think that there could be a podcast in your future? Like, what would you talk about on a podcast? Well, I mean has nothing to do with faith. I, I, I'm a, probably the biggest sports fan anybody knows. <laughs> and I, I'm really into baseball. So I would like to eventually do a podcast, a baseball podcast with Miles, oh, that's my nice. grandson. 
I think that's a fantastic idea. I do too. I, know. I do too. And, and I think there's a huge interest in yeah. sports related podcasts. Oh, absolutely. And it, you might even think that could be more popular than one about him. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> So we're talking about faith of our fathers. I mean, Carrie and I have talked about our parents, both of our parents right. and their influence. And even going the generation before that, our grandmother mm-hmm. um, was a big influence on us. And so many people have stories of the people who've gone before us. That's why it's so important to, to talk and share your stories. Otherwise, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so this this hymn, Faith of Our Fathers, celebrates the fathers of the faith. I mean, who would you name as a father of the faith? Like, besides Pops, who's sitting yeah, right here? Yeah, besides Pops. <laughs> um, well, I think of, you know, could we say Paul in the in the Bible? Yes, yeah, right. yeah. Who started the early church? I would even go further and, do, and talk about Moses and Abraham. Right, the Old Testament, sure. You know, who's a father of the faith for you, Dad? Paul is amazing. Yeah. That that story never never yeah. ceases to amaze me. And you know, I, I kind of like Noah also. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, talk about following God Whew. against all odds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So, I mean, who who doesn't love Noah? <laughs> but all right, Dad, can you talk a little bit about someone in your own personal life, even from when you were younger, who really acted as a father of the faith to you? Because I started out a cradle Catholic, just going because my parents told me to go. Never, you know, we used to get two or three friends and we'd walk to this little chapel that Mm. held barely 50 people and we would make sure we were late so we could stand in the back and get out first. (laughs) So we knew nothing about the faith, nothing at all. And then, you know, when I was old enough to not want to go and demand not going and my parents said, okay, you don't have to go, I didn't go for a lot of years, a lot of years, even when I met mom. We never went as a couple. And then even as young parents or young, you know, adults married, we never went until my brother-in-law, mom's brother, uh, decided to pick up the Bible and read it. And I don't know who his mentor was. I don't. Uh, But he wasn't quiet about it. He started telling his mother. Our our grandmother. And my mother-in-law. Right. And it was just, you know, you could tell something was going on. There was a buzz in the air. There was, people were different. It was like, you know, he, it was interesting. They were talking about the end times, the revelation and, you know, and, and, and Christ dying on the cross. And you knew a little bit about it from the Catholic Church about Christ. But, you know, it never sunk in because we didn't spend enough time there. After a couple of years or a year later, then it became real to me. It became, I saw changes in everybody. I saw how people acted, how they weren't acting anymore. And it kind of, you know, piqued my interest. I, I decided to, you know, say the salvation prayer and invite Jesus into my heart. And it's been awesome sense. It can't be the same for everybody. Right. You know, like you guys never went through no. any problem. Well, I well. shouldn't say problems. I <laughs> Carrie mean, has lots of problems, dad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that I don't know about. No, no. Oh my. No, 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 no. But it's different. The road, everyone's road is different. Absolutely. And growing up in a Christian home, in a Christian family right. is very different very. from what you did. So you were in your 20s having lived one certain kind of life right. and then you changed. Like, we didn't really have that. Right. You had a before. Right. A, like a BC, a before Christ. And like, we never did and our kids really didn't right. because Christ has been present throughout the whole 
throughout their whole lives. Right. And that doesn't mean you don't enter periods of right. doubt or questioning or hard times. I mean, the Bible says you will have tribulation, right. Right. but I have overcome the world. Jesus promises us that. Right. And Dad, you say your life was awesome after that, but it wasn't perfect. Oh, not even close. You know, not there's even still, close. It doesn't, it's not like you become a Christian and everything turns right. on a right. dime, but like your perspective changes yep. and that peace that only comes from Jesus right. is inside of you. Right. So right. that's the biggest change. So I feel like you experience that transformative grace that like, you know, not everyone experiences. And, you know, in our podcast, we actually talk about many hymn writers who yes. experienced really dark times and have turned to God, have, right. have found their their right. comfort and strength in, in, in Jesus, in right. the, the saving blood of, of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Dad, what are some of your favorite hymns and songs that like, that when you hear it, you, they just bring you such joy or such peace? Every time you pick a hymn mm -hmm. and we sing it on a Sunday morning and it's an old one, yeah. whenever that old one starts, Nani and I, Mom and I look at each other, make eye contact, and we know right away it was from FBT, yeah. 30, 40, however many years yeah. ago. I mean, we both got saved in the 70s, so we're going on 40 years, yeah. you know, or 45 years, so, so that's, what, that's a long time. What's, what's like an old hymn that you remember from those days that we still sometimes do? When the roll is called up yonder. Oh, okay. We haven't oh, done, we haven't that, done one that one in a while. But we, we that's an old the, one. It is. We can put that on our podcast. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's a good one. Name another one. Um, He Lives. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's one of my favorites. I was thinking yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun one to sing. Yes. Do you remember, like, being in church when we were younger and just, like, having fun with it? Yes. Yeah. Dragging out the yes. ending. Yeah. Yes. Being really dramatic. And yes. then the beginning was, like, bouncy and, like, yeah. super fast and yeah. fun. I always think of What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which we have done on Him Talk, Twin mm -hmm, Talk. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it because we we used to, when we were little, right. we used to say that it was written for Carrie. What a privilege to, to carry. carry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and Pops, I mean, you clearly love music and you've, you've instilled in us a love for music mm -hmm, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you faithfully listen to our podcast. Every time it comes out. <laughs> It's just so interesting and so many, you know, I, I love how you guys go after the, you know, the town and the little hamlets in, that it's in <laughs> and the history that's behind it. It's just, and, and the 45 minutes or 50 minutes or 42 minutes just flies by. Well, yeah, we, we love exploring the town. Where's our captain? <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. And, dad, you know, mom and dad, they love to travel. Oh, right, you guys right. Go you have definitely instilled in that. A love for travel yeah. in us, too. Yeah. So, Dad, first of all, thank you for being here and talking with us. I know. And now everyone gets to meet you. Thank you for, you know, raising our, your kids, uh, me and my sisters. Mm -hmm. There's three of us. Mm -hmm. We should get Missy on. <laughs> <laughs> she should be one of the next she people totally. we interview. Yeah, thank you for raising us in the faith and teaching us about God and, like, really living the life that showed us. I mean, this is faith of our fathers living still. Like, right. it's still here. And so we thank you. And you are an awesome grandfather, right? It's not just your three daughters right. who have been impacted and right. influenced by your faith, but it is the six grandchildren. 
I mean, Pops has influ- has had influence over the nine of us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, plus our husbands. Yeah. But plus all of those children. And, you know, I, I, I want people to know when they're in the church that all of the church kids are like their kids. You right. know, they're, they're so, the, the way that you influence and impact children, it's like it's impossible to quantify. Right. There's kids from before. There's kids from now. I mean, there's kids in our church who call him the candy man. Right. Because and, he brings candy for them. Right. And doesn't everybody just call him Pops? And, and everyone calls him Pops. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you these the faith of our fathers, it's so important. You are impacting the next generation. Right. Yes, the children who are related to you, but also, you know, everyone. Right. It's, it stretches very far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, yes. everybody. Thank you, Pops. Any parting words? <laughs> How about that? I did not think it would be this fun. Oh. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And just being with my kids is a blessing anyway. I mean, when are the three of us just together? Exactly. Anyways, we should just like go out for coffee, just the three of us. We absolutely should. <laughs> no kids. Mom would be mad. She would be so mad. <laughs> She'd be so jealous. No kids and no husbands. <laughs> just Pops and his girls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank, All right. You, thank you, everyone. You Bye. Good night, everybody. Oh, you you guys, we loved sitting down with him and chatting, wasn't it? <laughs> we fun? had such a good time with him. I really do think he could just be on his own podcast. He could, he could. And the funny thing is, is that we have a close family. We're together a lot. Yeah. But yet the three of us are never just together. No, we so never was, really sit down and chat. No. So that was kind of fun. That yeah. was kind of fun. Uh, so of course, it's it was Father's Day. We were so happy to have Dad on. But really... This song, I mean, some people might think it is about our fathers. Right. It's about our the men in our life who have helped raise us. Right. It says, faith of our fathers living still. Mm-hmm. So the men who are around now. But, you know, there's a lot of disagreement. Some people think it's like the American forefathers. Right. right. You know, and they almost put a patriotic bent to the song. You might hear it sung on the 4th of July. Right. Those fathers, you know, who went before us and helped form our country. Or it could be like these men from the Bible. Right. Right. The fathers of the faith from the Old Testament, from the New Testament. I mean, it could be those guys. Right. And it could be just the early church fathers. Mm -hmm. Those church fathers who formed the churches, who Mm -hmm. formed the denominations, those people who really started the Christian church that we know of. They were our our fathers too. All right, Kelly. All right. Here's the question. Mystery has to be solved, (laughs) Carrie. Who are the fathers? (laughs) Well, to really get the answer to this, you have to really dig into the hymn writer. Okay. Frederick. William Faber, because it was very clear how and why he wrote this. He wrote Faith of Our Fathers to honor the Christian martyrs. It was the people who were really killed and for their faith, right. who became Christian martyrs. Mm-hmm. That's who this hymn is written for. And now that you know that, when you look at the words, it really does make the most right. sense. It really right. does. So it, the words were by Frederick William Faber, born June 28th, 1814 in Yorkshire, England. Mm-hmm. Now he was a priest in the Anglican church and he left the church. He left the Anglican church. He really wasn't even a priest for very long. Right. And he decided to convert to Catholicism. And there are a few Church of England priests who left the church right. to become Roman Catholic. So he, a small number, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. And he wrote over 150 hymns. Wow. So he wrote a ton of hymns. They definitely had this Catholic bent because it was in the hymnal called 
Jesus and Mary Catholic hymns for singing and reading published in 1849. Right. So the people in the Anglican Church were never even looking at this hymnal. No, No, it was definitely for the Catholic Church. One of the things that's cool about this hymnal that that was published in 1849 is that he wrote the preface, and in that preface, he (laughs) expressed gratitude and appreciation for the Protestant hymn writers that had gone before him, which served as models for him. So he really did have this appreciation for a whole wide range of hymns and hymn writers, Mm -hmm. which you don't really see that often, especially in this time period. They wrote their hymnal for their church denomination, and that's where it stayed. And in this expression, through this hymn, he was definitely showing appreciation and honor for the these fathers of the faith, right. these martyrs, martyrs, these saints who've gone before him. In reading about this, I've realized how little I know about these stories of the saints and the martyrs. Right. I really didn't know much at all. Right. I think that's something that the Catholic Church does really well because they honor saints a lot. Mm-hmm. And part of the saints' story is how they died. And so many of them were martyred. And so we have the Christian martyrs who who have gone before us, and we have Christian martyrs who are persecuted and killed even now. Right. We think that it's a problem from way in the past, but we found some great information on some websites that we, we're going to share on our social media. Right. I found a website called theestherproject.com. It's all these resources on the persecuted church. It's a very real problem. Right. 322 Christians are killed for their faith each month. Each month, there are Christians who are still now today risking their life. And one of the common denominators of these martyrs is that they willingly and almost joyfully accept their fate. Mm -hmm. They know that they're going to be killed, but they do it for God. They do it for Jesus Christ. They do it for their faith. They're willing to do it. So whether it was hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago or still right now, that is something that is consistent through all of them. So, I mean, do you know who the first Christian martyr is? I mean, in the book of Acts, we hear about, is it Stephen? Yes, Stephen. Ah. And the Catholic Church calls him Saint Stephen. Right. And he was stoned to death. You can read about it in Acts 7. What does the Bible say? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's Stephen's speech. The high priest asks him, are these things so? And, you know, Stephen could have denied them right then and there, Mm -hmm. or he could have been very vague. But, I mean, if you open up, we're not going to read it here because it's so long, but if you open up this chapter, he talks about God and the glory of God from from Abraham. He goes through Abraham and Moses and then Joseph. I mean, he tells the whole story, Jacob. And, unfortunately, after 53 verses, it says, that when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. So he was the first in the year 36 AD. Right. So isn't that like three years after the resurrection? Right. And these early church fathers, you know, right. that's what we call them, were trying to spread the gospel and, and trying to spread the good news. Right. And this is what Stephen gets for it. Yeah, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. So now we actually know of the first woman who was martyred. Right. right? The first female Christian martyr is Perpetua, Vibia Perpetua. And she was in Carthage. And 
we know so much about what happened to her because when she was in prison, she wrote a journal. And honestly, it is one of the rare surviving documents that we have that was written by a woman in the ancient world. She was only 21. She was living in Africa. She was eventually killed. But luckily for us, she left behind this diary. And so a lot of people know that Carrie and I both have backgrounds in acting and theater, especially Mm -hmm. community theater. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I had the great opportunity to perform with the Still Small Theater Company, a Christian organization. And the founder of that theater company wrote a musical all about Perpetua. The Diary of Perpetua. So, so you know, I know more about Perpetua from that, probably. <laughs> so we need to share that. People we do. need to be able to see that. Is, do you think, it, is it on YouTube? Um, it's on YouTube, and it's such a wonderful organization. They're trying to make their performances available to as many people as possible. Right. I mean, a lot of times they're doing them for free or yeah. for love offerings. Right. But right now, COVID hit, and all the performances stopped, and they're working on making a film. And I'm so excited about it. I actually just helped them do some music for it. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Kelly, <laughs> that's our let's go to the let's movies. Let's go to the movies. Yes. Well, you know, as soon as that movie is released, we will definitely talk about it here oh, on Him yes, Talks Twin Talk. For sure. Because it's just a wonderful organization that looks in the past, tells this amazing story of the past, but like puts it in our own why it's important to us right now. It is completely relevant. There are Christians right, right. now in prison that are being persecuted and we get to hear Perpetua's story and it resonates with us. What's interesting to me is that the hymn tune is actually called St. Catherine. Right. So Hemi, who wrote the tune, gave it the title St. Catherine. Let's hear about this St. Catherine tune. Okay, so this was originally a hymn. It was a Roman Catholic hymn, and the title of the hymn was St. Catherine, Virgin and Martyr. And it was Mm. in a hymn book that this man, Hemi, published called The Crown of Jesus Music. So Walton keeps the name St. Catherine, Mm. but then puts all of these new words to it. He puts Faber's words. Right. Now, who is St. Catherine? So St. Catherine of Alexandria, she's the patron saint of unmarried girls, students, and apologists. She was born in the year 287 AD. Okay. So she's well after Stephen and Perpetua. And and Perpetua. Yeah, there was no way any of them were meeting. And she's well before Faber and Hemi. Right. So she was born of this noble family. They Mm -hmm. think she probably was a princess. At the age of 15, she saw this vision of Mary and the infant Jesus, and she became a Christian. Mm. She went to visit the emperor Emperor Maxentius to rebuke him for his persecution of the Christians. She denounced his cruelty. Now, she was a young girl. She was a princess. The emperor did not want to kill her. So the first thing he did was he summoned 50 orators and philosophers to talk to her and debate her and try to get her to change her mind. Mm. Her words were so moving that several of the pagans converted to Christianity right then and there, and they were executed on the spot. Wow. Now, the emperor still didn't want to kill her, so they just arrested her and scourged her. Oh. But she never wavered in her faith. During her imprisonment, the emperor proposed to her, but she refused, saying she was married to Jesus. And finally, the emperor sentenced her to death on a breaking wheel. Now, do you know this wheel, Kelly? No, no. So it was this... A torture device device right? to kill her yeah but it would it would have um broken each bone in her body as it went through they brought out the wheel to have her killed 
slowly. Everybody was just going to watch it happen. And when she touched the wheel, it miraculously shattered. She could not be tortured to death, so the emperor just had her beheaded. So one of the clues we showed yeah. we showed this week was this picture of St. Catherine. She's often depicted with this wheel. It's the breaking wheel. It's sometimes called the Catherine wheel. Now, Joan of Arc claimed to have heard St. Catherine's voice amongst the other heavenly voices. Right now, there is a, the St. Catherine's Monastery at the foot of Mount Sinai in Egypt. It was found in the 4th century by the pilgrims who were following the footsteps of Moses. So Hemi knew the story mm. of St. Catherine and wrote this song about her. And then we now have that tune with Faber's words. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about this Henry Frederick Hemi. He was born on November 12th, 1818. So he was just right. four years later than yep. Faber in the town of Newcastle upon Tyne, England. Now, I actually did look up Newcastle because I kind of want to go there. Right. This is your <laughs> Now, Newcastle literally means New Castle because... <laughs> Why is that so funny? What do you mean it means Newcastle? It is Newcastle. No, but it means that it was the new castle built by Henry II between 1172 <laughs> and 1177. I think that should be on our next Him Talk Twin Talk trivia quiz. What does Newcastle actually mean? Newcastle. <laughs> You know, we crack each other up, so yeah. we added the little rim shot for any time we say something funny, even if we're the only ones who think it's funny. <laughs> All right, so why are you going to visit Newcastle? Well, you're going to see the new, <laughs> the new castle. There's also the Newcastle United Football Club. So do we have some football fans out there? Okay, but it's not football, right? Well, Kelly... <laughs> The people in Newcastle call it football. But the people in America call it soccer. soccer. <laughs> All right. So the Newcastle United Football Club has this amazing stadium at called St. James Park. There's hmm. 50,000 seats and... It has the largest cantilever roof in all of Europe. What's that? Wait, what? What's that? What's that? What's A that? How many times did you say it? <laughs> A cantilever roof. Do you know what that is? Of course I don't. Do you? I had to look it up. Well, we're going to show a picture of it because okay. it is really cool. Okay. This roof isn't supported by beams. So it's just like, it looks like it's almost like floating, oh. it, you know, so that you don't have this roof that's covering the whole stadium. It just comes out, I don't know, oh, okay. like not even halfway. Okay. But yeah, it's bright white shining. I mean, the stadium looks very impressive. All right. So I say we take a trip to Newcastle. And we are going to visit Newcastle to see something that I think you will especially like. <laughs> this might be a fun fact. Or a scary fact. Ooh. Kelly, they have something called the blinking bridge. Oh, I hate bridges. <laughs> and you know what? I hate blinking. <laughs> she stares at me like crazy, you guys, during the podcast. No, I don't mind blinking, but I don't like bridges, okay, you guys. This Who is... else has a bridge phobia with me? Do you have a fear of, like, pedestrian and cyclist bridges? Or is it just car bridges? Uh... Is it over water? It's over water. <laughs> then I'm afraid of it. Okay, so this bridge, I have to just show a picture. Okay, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at my thing. Look at right there. Oh. Blinking bridge. Can you see it? So this bridge actually lifts up so that ships can pass underneath. Okay. But when the bridge lifts up, it almost looks like an eye closing. That's why they call it a blinking bridge. Can you see it? Yeah. So would you be afraid of that, Kelly? That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would never want to be near that. 
So they say that when you go to Newcastle, you have to look at the schedule of the bridge so that you can be there to see it go up. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) You're really afraid? No. Well, I mean, as long as I... I would never want to be on it. You don't have to be on it. I would never want to be on it. Yeah, you just watch it. But anyway, we are set to go to Newcastle. Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. (laughs) And we can visit the St. Andrew's Church, which is where our guy, Hemi, um, worked as the organist for many years. And actually, he's buried there, so we could see his tombstone. Yeah. He had a very distinguished musical career, and he is equally as famous. I mean, you have his hymns, but he's equally as famous, Kelly, for creating the best piano lesson books of the time. Mm. It was called Hemi's Royal Modern Tutor for the Pianoforte. He wrote it, the first edition was in 1855, and after about 25 years, nearly 300,000 copies of the book had been sold. Wow. Yeah, he is definitely like a leader in mm-hmm. music and music education and keyboarding skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it's he's a very impressive individual. I imagine that there were children and families all over Europe who were using his books to learn the piano. Mm-hmm. I, I mean right. that's what I right. imagine. Exactly. He was a professor of music at a college. Mm-hmm. He was a member of an of the royal orchestra. Um, he got married. He had thirteen children. Wow. I have to say, I loved learning about Hemi. I mean, I don't know if I was really into the bridge <laughs> and the football club. Maybe yeah. I just want to go to Newcastle. But this guy, I, he was in a band. He That's was cool. In a band. That's yeah. Cool. I, he just did a lot, and the guy had thirteen kids, and. You know, three of them were famous artists. Several of them were musicians. Mm. And this is the su- such a cool thing about him talk, twin talk, because the two of us end up getting different things that we're excited about. Right. Because I was so excited about the martyrs and how that was so important to Faber and Hemi. And it should be to us today and that there's still martyrs today. And then Carrie finds all this information about Hemi, such a such a skilled musician. Right. And it's we get to just see the hymn in such a different way. And so hopefully you are feeling the same way as we are and just appreciating this hymn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the hymn that we know and love would not exist if it weren't for this third man, James G. Walton. So this original tune of St. Catherine that Hemi wrote did not have a refrain. And I think it's the most recognizable part of the song. So let's do this refrain. Well, it's like Walton knew it needed something. Yes. He knew. He knew. All right. You want to sing it for them? So the refrain? Yeah. Okay. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. I mean, you don't really like the, those kinds of rhyme schemes. I know. Faith and death. They, they don't rhyme. They don't rhyme. You would have to say faith and death. Or feth and death. <laughs> <laughs> she is cracking herself up tonight. All right. All right. But I don't mind these rhyme schemes. I know. I guess I kind of don't mind this one, but I don't want to see it happening a lot. (laughs) Well, I think one of the things that makes it a little bit more tolerable is that at least it's always faith and death. It's not like every verse. It's two other words that don't rhyme. rhyme. And, you know, and you do hear it three times, so you're getting used to Mm -hmm. it. I, I don't mind it. Right. So there's your refrain that our guy Walton added. So James G. Walton was born on February 19th, 1821 in Lancashire, England. Again, we're talking about this area of England that's only a couple of hours away from each other. 
So he was the one who gave us the hymn that we now sing today. Mm-hmm. Now, this hymn has been around a long time and lots of different men had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Carrie, we saw it change over the right. course of the years. It changed a lot. So I have a whole bunch of other verses that we're not really, we don't really sing. Right. But they still were there and they kind of add to the story a little bit more. Well, and also I think that People changed the words because they wanted it to be a more universally sung hymn. They didn't want it to just be a Catholic hymn or just be this type of hymn. So people changed the words as they saw fit for their church or their denomination. Mm -hmm. So it was almost as if Faber knew that there would be different versions of it. So here's a little bit of, of some information. He actually wrote two versions of the hymn. He wrote one hymn with seven stanzas that wow. was sung in Ireland. And he wrote another version with four stanzas that was sung in England. Now here's a fun fact. The Irish version mm-hmm. was sung at hurling matches until the 1960s. I mean, that's so funny. <laughs> this was the song that they would sing. For a song that we sort of started the podcast saying, maybe it's not that well-known and maybe it's not that well-liked. And, you know, it really has this mass appeal. How's this for a fun fact? Bing Crosby recorded it. (laughs) And he sounds amazing singing it. Yeah, we definitely have to share this recording. Oh, definitely. So sweet. His, like, crooning voice. I know. So hurling matches, Bing Crosby, (laughs) martyred saints. I mean, this... Podcast episode has it all. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about some of these other words. Well, one of the things that ended up being a little bit controversial and why people didn't like it. Ooh, here's our sound. It really fell from favor among the people who observed the difference between the hymn's description of a faith that's passed on through the paternal line. Okay. You know, it they felt like it was always about the fathers. And, you know, faith is often caught, not taught. Through the maternal line. Mm -hmm. So a Catholic publishing company now actually publishes the hymn with the title A Living Faith. And it it actually includes verses about mothers, brothers, and sisters. So here's Faith of Our Mothers. Faith of our mothers living yet. In cradle song and bedtime prayer. In nursery love and fireside love, thy presence still pervades the air. Faith of our mother's living faith, we will be true to thee till death. And then there's a verse about brothers and sisters. Let's sing that for everyone. Okay. Faith of our brothers, sisters too, who still must bear oppression's might, raising on high in prisons dark, the cross of Christ still burning bright. Faith for today, O living faith, We will be true to you till death. And then we actually have another verse that talks about the faith of the martyrs. Right. Which is interesting because this is probably the one that is closest to what Faber intended. Right. 
The martyrs chained in prisons dark were still in heart and conscience free. And truly blessed would be our fate if we, like them, should die for thee. Faith of the martyrs, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. And then we found a verse that was just kind of Mm all-encompassing, so it didn't really pinpoint any one person. Faith born of God, oh, call us yet. Bind us with all who follow you. Sharing the struggle of your cross until the world is made anew. Faith born of God, O living faith, we will be true to you till death. So I feel like Faber would have definitely preferred the verses about martyrs. But I feel like in our Protestant practices... We don't really sing songs to saints or sing songs to martyrs. Right. And so that verse, to me, is the one that really is, you know what? This faith is of God. Right. It's not just the faith of of other men and women. Right. And we can acknowledge them and we can talk about them and learn from them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, ultimately, the glory belongs to God. Right. The hymn is sung to God. Mm -hmm. And it really is giving him the thanks. Right. And we've talked about this concept of ancient future worship and this is a prime example of that. It's talking about the faith that was born of God, and it binds us with all who follow you. Mm-hmm. So it's looking back and, mm-hmm. and, and unifying us with them, but it's also sharing the struggle until the world is made anew in the future. Mm-hmm. So this is a great verse that kind of encompasses the entire story yeah. of, of the Christian faith. I feel, Carrie, I feel like we could talk for hours. I mean, we could keep going. I know, you know, it's so funny, Kelly, because I actually thought we should do a bonus episode and talk a little bit more about some of these saints. Yeah. You know, I I grew up in a in a Protestant church. I mean, Dad talked a little bit about being Catholic, mm-hmm. but it, nothing ever sunk him. Right. Sunk in for him. And I don't know anything about these right. saints. I mean, aside for the ones that are in the Bible, like Stephen. Right. And, and of course, Paul. Paul. But do we know? did we know about St. Catherine? No, and no. I think like the name is so pretty. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a good Catholic friend who named her daughter Catherine. Right. And I want to ask her, I mean, did you name her after St. Catherine? Right. Do you know the story of St. Catherine? Right. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Right. All right, so we we just felt like we had so much to talk about. If you feel like you want more information mm-hmm. on St. Catherine or the saints or these hymn writers, you know, send us an email, check out our social media, because maybe we'll put together a bonus episode yeah, for you. Yeah, we totally could. Yeah, yeah. But for now, we're just going to end with, with a scripture verse by Paul. I mean, Paul, we could spend a whole episode on him. I know. He originally was the one persecuting the Christians. I mean, Dad was the one who said his story never ceases to amaze him. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Dad loves Paul. Yeah. And then he had this huge conversion. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up being the most impactful mm-hmm. missionary of all time. Of all time. He was persecuted for his faith. Mm-hmm. He was in prison many, many times. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was eventually killed. He we We believe that he was beheaded. 
I mean, when you hear Faber's words, faith of our fathers living still in spite of dungeon, I mean, I immediately thought of Paul in jail. Right, right. In fact, a lot of the verses that we didn't sing Mm -hmm. have mentioned being in prison a lot. That was a huge theme. Christians were put in prison. They still are. They Mm -hmm. still are. Remember, if you want some information on the persecuted church today, you could look up the website The Esther Project, the website Voice of the Martyrs. There's a lot still happening today. That fight is not over. So we're going to end today with Paul's writing to 2 Timothy. And he knew that the end of his life was near And he wanted to have some last words of encouragement. He writes in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. Paul knew that he would be rewarded in heaven, and he took his punishment Mm -hmm. on earth joyfully and willingly, knowing that he had fought the good fight. Like so many of the other saints and martyrs that we can learn more about. Yes, yes. We'll We'll definitely be sharing some of their information so you can know exactly what's going on nowadays too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very eye-opening this week. And we learned so much not only about the past, but about what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And we hope you've enjoyed this time with us. Yeah. Thanks to our dad for making that brief appearance. That was super fun. We call him Pops. Thanks, Pops. Thanks, Pops. And you never know what new thing might be coming your way on Him Talk Twin Talk Season Mm 3. All right. So keep listening. Keep tuning in. Thanks for all the support. Keep singing out there. Yes. We'll see you next time on... Him Him Talk, talk, Twin twin talk. Talk. Bye. Bye.